0: that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Litmer. I am one of the elders for the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ, and we're going to focus our attention in this episode upon Genesis chapter 24, the main theme of which is the finding of a wife for Isaac, the son of promise, the child of Abraham and Sarah. We know that Abraham was a man of extraordinary faith, a faith that Romans 4 teaches us we are to emulate. However, Genesis chapter 24 teaches us about the faith of Abraham's chief servant, the kind of faith that we need to have, and it's just a great story. We're going to start with verses 1 through 9 and see that this faith was a faith based upon testimony. Let's read the passage and then I'll tell you what I mean by that. The passage says now Abraham was old, advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he owned, Please place your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I live, but you shall go to my country and to my relatives and and take a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant said to him, Suppose the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Should I take you, son back to the land from where you came? And Abraham said, Beware lest you take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my birth, and who spoke to me and who swore to me, saying, To your descendants I will give this land. He will send his angel before you. And you will take a wife for my son from there but if the woman is not willing to follow you then you will be free from this my oath only do not take my son back there so the servant placed his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master and swore to him concerning this matter first let's seek to identify this servant if we can in Genesis chapter 15 verses 1 and 2 we read these words after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram, I am as shield to you, and your reward shall be very great. And Abram said, O Lord God, what wilt thou give me, since I am childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? Whether or not this servant was in fact Eleazar, we cannot be certain, because he was not named. About fifty-five years or so would have passed since the events of chapter 15. So Eliezer would probably have been at least 75 by the time described in chapter 24. However, a trip to Haran would not be out of the question for him since Abram made that journey of the same distance in the other direction when he was 75. Whether this was Eliezer or not, the point is that Abraham chose his most trusted, faithful servant, the one in charge of all of his affairs for this vital mission. Abraham was a blessing to his servant by promising divine guidance to find the right woman to be Isaac's wife. The scriptures record many occasions when God performed mighty acts demonstrating his majesty and his power such as in the creation, the flood, the events surrounding the Exodus and on and on we could go. But this chapter depicts God working in a different way not in mighty miracles but through providence. In Genesis 24, God's will is accomplished through seemingly normal human actions. God spoke to Abraham and revealed himself to him on numerous occasions. But as far as I can tell, neither Abraham nor the servant heard the voice of God or experienced any defined visions as these events unfolded. Instead, the servant's faith depended on the reliable testimony of his master who had related his divine call and the blessings that God had poured out on him for so many years. Faith has to do with the unseen, with the not yet, and it makes God's will so real that a person can act in terms of it. This kind of faith is described in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. It is the kind of faith that caused Abraham to act. Consider verses eight through 10 of Hebrews 11. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise for he was looking for the city which has foundations whose architect and builder is God. Abraham's words reminded the servant that God was in control and shaping his life. He was the one who had taken Abraham from the land of his birth and had blessed him abundantly and brought him to this place. These events had not happened accidentally. They were part of God's plan. The servant's mission to find a wife in Haran for Isaac was essentially to fulfilling the will of the Lord to bless Abraham and through him all the families of the earth. Therefore, as he sent his servant on that long journey, Abraham encouraged him to walk by faith, believing that God would guide him to find the proper wife for Isaac, just as he had always been with his master. A person who has to see everything to believe does not have the kind of faith that God will bless and use to accomplish his purposes. Consider John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. It tells us, But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples, therefore, were saying to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I shall see in his hands the imprint of the nails, and put my finger into the place of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors having been shut, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach here your finger and see my hands, and reach here your hand and put it into my side, and be not unbelieving but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. This is the kind of faith most of the early Christians had. Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 8, and though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory this is the kind of faith that we must have today we have not seen our glorious lord but we believe in the not yet of our further resurrection our faith is based upon testimony testimony from those who saw him alive after his death and who recorded what he said and what he taught the quality of faith that god desires does not require some sort of visual manifestation of him the audible voice of an angel, or a dramatic miracle. In all of history, most believers have not witnessed or experienced any of these. The faith of a vast majority of true believers has been based upon the testimony of reliable witnesses who walked with God and experienced His mighty acts in the Old Testament and through Jesus and the apostles in the New Testament. So now let's go back to Genesis 24. And notice in the faith of the servant, a faith in the power of prayer. Verses 10 through 14 tells us, Then the servant took ten camels from the camels of his master, and set out with a variety of good things of his master's in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. And he made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at even time, the time when women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show loving kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now may it be that the girl to whom I say, Please let down your jar so that I may drink, and who answers, Drink, and I will water your camels also. May she be the one through whom thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. By this I shall know that thou hast shown loving kindness to my master. Abraham was a blessing to his servant, whoever he was, by having consistently demonstrated his belief in the power of prayer. On five occasions prior to this event, Genesis tells us that Abraham built an altar to the Lord as a place of worship, prayer, and or sacrifices. In one of these instances, we read that the Lord appeared to the Great Patriarch. In two places, we are told that Abraham called upon the name of the Lord. Genesis 13 and verse 18 mentions that he built an altar, but does not describe precisely what he did. In Genesis 22, we find the altar Abraham built for the sacrifice of Isaac on Mount Moriah, although he ended up offering a ram instead. I do not think it to be out of the question or even a subject of much speculation to believe that Abraham's most trusted servant witnessed such events, although only Abraham and Isaac were present on Mount Moriah. Surely this servant witnessed many other occasions of sincere prayer by Abraham, causing him to believe in the one true God who works in the lives of his people, hearing and answering their prayers. As time passed, Abraham watched this man mature into a devoted servant. Their relationship grew closer as it is apparent that Abraham realized that this honest man had his master's interest at heart. It is for this reason that many assume this was Eliezer, whom Abraham had wanted to adopt as a son when he had no heir. Certainly this chief servant knew of the incredible birth of Isaac, to two people who were long past the age of childbearing. What a demonstration that was of the Lord's willingness and power to fulfill prayer. If there had ever been any doubt about God in the servant's mind prior to that miraculous event, it was gone now. He knew that nothing was too difficult for the Lord. Therefore, when Abraham sent him on the mission to Mesopotamia, promising that God would send his angel to guide him in finding a wife for Isaac, He did not hesitate. He promptly began the long journey. An illustration of the sincerity of the servant's faith is that as soon as he arrived in Haran to the city of Nahor, Abraham's brother, he prayed that God would grant him success in finding the right young woman for his master's son. In this regard he specifically requested two signs that the girl he asked to let down her jar and give him a drink would do so and that she would also offer to water his camels. Looking at Genesis chapter 24 verses 15 through 20 we find, And it came about, before he had finished speaking, that behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel son of Milch the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor, came out with her jar on her shoulder. And the girl was very beautiful, a virgin, and no man had had relations with her. And she went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please, let me drink a little water from your jar. And she said, drink ye Lord. And she quickly lowered her jar to her hand and gave him a drink. Now when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will also draw for your camels until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran back to the well to draw and she drew for all of his camels. Rebekah did both of the things that the servant had prayed God would use to identify his choice let's look now at verses 21 and 22 meanwhile the man was gazing at her in silence to know whether the lord had made his journey successful or not then it came about when the camels had finished drinking that the man took a gold ring weighing half a shekel and two bracelets for her wrist weighing ten shekels in gold so abraham's servant gave her these gifts and then asked her two questions. Look at verse 23. And said, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room for us to lodge in your father's house? Her answer convinced the servant that God had answered his prayers. Look at verses 24 through 27. And she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. Again she said to him, We have plenty of both straw and feed and room to lodge in. Then the man bowed low and worshiped the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his loving kindness and his truth toward my master. As for me, the Lord has guided me in the way to the house of my master's brothers. Look at what he did. He bowed down again thanking and praising God for guiding him to the house of his master's relatives. When we think about it, just as Abraham was an example of prayer to his servant, Jesus became an example of prayer to his disciples. They watched him praying on so many occasions, and they even asked him to teach them to pray as John had taught his disciples in Luke 11 verse 1. Remember that Jesus gave them a model prayer in Luke chapter 12 verses 2 through 13, and taught them verbally and visually just how powerful it could be. The apostles in the early Christians followed this example of prayer after the Lord's resurrection and ascension. We read of their prayers on Pentecost and afterward, when Peter was in prison and threatened with death, and when the church at Antioch sent out Saul and Barnabas. Speaking of Paul, he experienced the power of prayer in his life. The Lord blessed and delivered him so many times from danger, persecution, even death. As he worked, Paul taught and blessed the Christians of the first century, and by extension us as well, with his example of prayer. He admonished the Thessalonians to pray without ceasing, in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. And those in Ephesus he admonished to pray at all times in the spirit, with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. He asked them to pray on his behalf, that he might have boldness to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, this all being found in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 through 19. There is more to learn from the servant of Genesis 24, and we'll turn to him in tomorrow's episode again.